Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's a blowout. Eighth inning, 10 Bases are loaded for Verlander, who waits out of the field. He swings, and it's a high fly ball. Deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge bat flip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. The division series is here. Both leagues, the AL and the NL, get underway today. Four baseball games, a lot to talk about. And as with every single week lately on this show, John Smoltz, the Hall of Famer, Braves legend, is set to join me in just a second. We're going to preview all of these series. We're going to talk about his postseason career, some of his favorite moments, and a little weird part of the playoff structure where on the American League side, there's an off day between game one and game two. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm going to ask John Smoltz about that. But really, this day is about the four games about to get underway. This is going to be a blast. So let's bring him in now and talk to the Hall of Famer, John Smoltz. All right, I am pumped, as with every week, to be joined by Hall of Famer John Smoltz. But this time he joins live from somewhere in Truist Park, I think. Right, John? Yeah, the only place where we could possibly (laughs) hear each other talk. Uh, It's pretty loud here, as you can imagine. They're getting ready for what's going to be a great series. Yes, and I'm pumped for for the NLDS, the ALDS. It all starts today, and that's where I want to start. Uh, three of the four matchups are divisional rivals matching up with each other. So let me ask you this. Of the lower seeds that are division matchups, the Mariners, the Phillies, and the Padres, which of those three do you think has the best chance of defeating their opponent? Well, I would say the narrative of defeating their opponent is one thing on the field, but the one team that has the the biggest to gain is the Padres. They have been manhandled by the Dodgers. The Dodgers have had a historic season. I think the Dodgers have so much pressure on them that I think the Padres, if they keep playing the way they're playing of late, they believe that this is an opportunity that the series doesn't mean anything in the regular season. The dominance doesn't mean anything. Shoot, there were 20-some games out of first place. That all could get erased with three victories. And I think that mindset, if I was in their clubhouse, that's that's really what I'd be saying is we got just as good a chance to beat them in a best of five. Maybe not in 162 as they proved. But I think that that mindset of the Padres has to go in feeling great about beating the Mets in a three-game series on the road, and now they're facing a great Dodger team. I I just think that alone gives them a little bit of an edge. And I know that sounds counterproductive based on the numbers, but baseball is not like the other sports where dominance has proved to move itself forward. Uh, You know, anybody can win a series, I think, and this has been the timing, I think, that San Diego would want. And if they had a chance to beat the Dodgers, it's three out of five versus four out of seven. Yep, and this is a different Padres team than has been dominated by the Dodgers for a while. Uh, the new additions, obviously, but now Trent Grisham's playing like the greatest player of all time. So if he keeps doing that, they'll be in good shape. Uh, the other series that isn't a divisional matchup, Guardians and Yankees. What, what do the Guardians have to do to have any shot against the big, bad New York Yankees? 
Well, nobody gave him a chance in the beginning of the season, I don't think, uh, to even think about being the postseason. And what they've done and how they won their postseason games is Terry Francona at its best, pushing the buttons, making it happen. They're not sexy lineup. They don't hit for a lot of power. There's not a lot of things on paper that make sense, and that's the way Terry Francona would like it. I think the way they beat the the way they beat the, the Yankees is they're going to have to pitch exactly how they pitched in their series. When you think about how they were able to get and move forward, they they dominated from the pitching mound, and they get timely hitting, but that timely hitting doesn't come with much power. So it needs to happen in a low scoring environment where Terry can get his vaunted bullpen in and use that leverage to win a game and i think it's a scary series for the yankees only because even though the the guardians do not have the opportunity to go number one number two to start Mm -hmm. those number one and number two are going to come in the back end so if they could like most of these series if the road team gets a split it kind of resets the rotation for those team who already had to expend uh kind of two of their starters John, we talked about uh, playoff structure last week, and I I have a different question along those lines for you this week, Uh, something I've been wondering as well. The series you're going to be calling, and and you're on the National League side of things, where it's a traditional game one plays, and then there's game two. On the American League side of things, there's game one and then an off day, which for me, kind of the biggest benefit of a team having a bye isn't the rest, really. You, you know, the hitters don't always want rest in a season, but it's the fact that the team you're going to be playing had to play the round before and won't be able to line up their pitchers the same way. On the American League side of things, they're getting an extra day's rest between game one and two, which I do believe is a huge factor on the American League side, giving the giving the Mariners a chance to get Castillo back and giving the Guardians a chance to get Bieber back. What, what kind of factor does that play on the American League side of things, getting a pitcher maybe back a day earlier? I think that's the biggest deal of all here. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I personally don't understand it. I don't. I don't understand the reasoning of the randomness of how they. Uh, other than they don't want all four teams playing on each day, so you could have started the American League series one day later yep. and still had the one day off. I. I know there's a reason. I think it's a huge advantage in the American League. I know in the National League these teams are going to play with the rules that were given to them, but there is a big difference in how you treat this series with two days off versus one, especially what you just said. From the American League staff side, I mean that—that that to me, I don't understand it. But you got to know there's a reason. They got four games today. They didn't want four games tomorrow. There'll be two games on Thursday, and then reset it with four games. I, I mean, there's only going to be two of the five potential games where there'll be four games. I understand that, but I don't—I don't understand how the American League gets that extra day. And if it's just because of that setup, then they benefit from it. I, I certainly agree with you on that. Yeah, something that left my head scratching, but I'm sure there's a reason. There always is. Uh, John, October 12th, 1991, your first postseason start. You went six and a third, punched out seven guys, got a victory. 
What do you remember most about that day? You obviously had a bunch of regular season starts, but that was your first postseason one. What were the, the feelings, the emotions going about it, and what was that day like? You're not going to believe this when I tell you. I mean, it was coming off of the nine-inning game that, uh, you know, I, I, I think the games were changing so many different times, the game times at that point. You know, I was sitting in the clubhouse, and um, I got confused on the start of the game. I wasn't ready for that first pitch and <laughs> it's amazing on how quickly I had to get ready I was running down the hallway I, my manager called me says where is you know I called the training room where's where's Smoltzy and I was just sitting there kind of shooting the bull and <laughs> honestly I kept running down to the bullpen going they're gonna the game will start when I say it starts like yeah who am I gonna dictate <laughs> when the game starts I believe if I give this correct, Orlando Merced hit a home run, the leadoff home run against me. And that was like a wake up call big time for, um, you know, me and, and the whole scenario. So look, postseason baseball for me, was the greatest thing that ever happened in my career. I loved it. I, I loved every moment. Um, and I wish there were more of them. And that's spoiled from a guy who went 15 years in the postseason. So Getting a chance to see this gauntlet now, and it is a gauntlet because this is a much different format, is going to be interesting to see how these teams who have had to play a series already handle the long run if they're fortunate enough to get there. Like you said, 15 years in the playoffs, you obviously got to experience it a lot. Why is the game of baseball seemingly, when the calendar turns to October and playoff baseball starts, it's a different ball game. It just, games feel different. Obviously, the tensions are high, but games are different. They're pitch differently there why when october comes around is the game of baseball change a little bit you know the best way i can explain it is obviously we know it means more and that's what you play for but this the fans approach it differently when you just see a regular season game rarely are they sold out although atlanta did a good job selling out a lot of home games here rarely do they get fired up with a runner on first two outs like it's a rally everything's a rally everything's magnified everything's talked about you get interviewed before you start you never get that rarely in a regular season game. So the mindset has to be totally different. The heartbeat has to be totally different. And the guys who can actually play it closer to regular season game are the ones that usually come out on top and are successful. You hear this term, slow heartbeat. It's real. And the guys whose heartbeat speed up, that's real too. And, they, and the chances for them to make mistakes go, go greater than ever. So until you've experienced, you have no idea what that adrenaline rush is like why the crowd is into it. They're standing constantly. They're cheering at home. They're trying to crush you on the road. Those kind of things just don't happen as fierce in the regular season as do the postseason. And look, you're not guaranteed anything. Like as a starter, you may never get another start. So yeah. you approach it like your last. Well, John, thank you so much for joining me as always. Live from, from Truist Park in Atlanta, your game's about to get underway. So good luck calling that series. And I appreciate it as always you joining me, my friend. All right. I want to say good luck to your brother. He's going to tie me soon and pass me in postseason wins. And I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I will be a nervous wreck here in just a couple hours. You got it. All right. Thanks again to John Smoltz for joining me. Always cool to have him on, but really cool that he's doing it now live from Truist Park where his game's about to begin. So that's cool that he uh, was able to still hop on today. And I hope you all enjoyed it as well because he is a legend. But when you think John Smoltz, you think postseason baseball 15 years in the postseason as he said so to be able to talk to him today as we lead up to it uh, is really cool and as he said you know it's cool to talk to him about previewing the games but he makes a good point about the Padres and the Dodgers yes the Dodgers have owned the Padres for years now in the regular season 
but this is different. It is postseason baseball. The Padres just need to win three. The Dodgers just need to win three. Clean slate. And these three, these four series all have a clean slate. So I am so pumped to get underway. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Uh, John Smoltz joining me as usual. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple or Spotify, wherever it may be. Hit that subscribe or follow button. And all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And you can watch every single episode on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod. Guys, after all the games today, four games today, Flippin' Bats will be going live. Myself and Alex Curry, it's going to be a blast tonight. A lot going on. My brother is pitching against the Seattle Mariners. A lot of big things happening today. It's going to be a blast. But tune in tonight. Right when all the games end, we will be live on MLB on Fox, and then it'll drop later on Flippin' Bats Pod. Make sure you check that out. I appreciate you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, and I will see you later for another episode of Flippin' Bats. Enjoy the playoffs. Peace.